Nothing is more inspiring than witnessing a married couple that has been together for decades, still in love and enjoying life together. But in a culture that continuously seems to devalue marriage, how does a couple stick together? What does it look like to thrive in a marriage in the second half of life? And how does a couple navigate the many life changes and challenges that this season of life can bring? Join us today as I interview Harold Myra. He is the co-author of Married and Still Loving It. He served as the CEO of Christianity Today International and has taught writing and publishing at Wheaton College Graduate School in Wheaton, Illinois. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Thanks, Harold, for being my guest today on Family Shield. Good to be with you, and uh, those are very interesting questions you ask. Oh, very good. Well, let's begin by having you tell our listeners about you and your wife, just as we talk about marriage and still loving it. I think maybe they would like to know a little bit about you and your wife. Well, uh, we were married almost 50 years ago. Uh, May 7 of this uh, coming year, we'll be uh, having our 50th. And um, we have uh, had quite a journey, as anybody, in a sense, that's uh, been married a long time, uh, because life happens to you. That's true. (laughs) And uh, we have three birth children, and then later in life, we adopted uh, three more children. And so uh, with six children and uh, nine grandchildren. We have lots on our plate now, um, but uh, like all couples, we realize that, hey, commitment and uh, faith and uh, determination to uh, follow the Lord and whatever He puts on our plates, I think, is the key. That's fantastic, and that's great. Uh, for the listeners, I think most of them know my husband and I have been married for a long time, too, and I told you before the program started, we're uh, 48 years married, and so when, <laughs> when I saw your book, Marriage and Still Loving It, The Joys and Challenges of the Second Half, I just thought we had to touch on this. Well, what do you think, Harold, what is the greatest thing we can do for marriages of the next generation? Well, that's an interesting question, you know, um, what comes to mind immediately is the interview in the book with Johnny Erickson Tata and uh, her husband. You know, she wrote a book about their marriage, and uh, her answer to that is, you have to pray for your spouse. Mm. Uh, you know, Johnny just kind of blows me away. I mean, this woman, paralyzed, who has done so much and has so many reasons to complain and be miserable and I mean, she faces, uh, you know, pain, Mm -hmm. uh, went through breast cancer recently, or not too long ago, um, and yet she has this resilient love for Christ, first of all. I mean, her spiritual intensity is is tremendous. Um, But then she said, uh, uh, for this book, um, pray for your spouse. And uh, I think that's true. It's got to be kind of a spiritual um, dynamic that's there, and a a purpose-driven life in the sense of uh, Christ giving that purpose. That's very that's very true. Now, uh, you co-authored this book with Dr. Gary Chapman, and uh, you talk about uh, the three traits that both you and Gary saw surfacing 
as a key to long-term marriage. Can we talk about each of those three traits? The first one was laughter and acceptance. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. You know, uh, I was impressed, first of all, that everybody that we interviewed, and and my wife and I uh, interviewed lots and lots of couples, uh, every one of them, without exception, had gone through very hard times, you know, um, uh, gone through the death of children, uh, addicted children, uh, uh, various kinds of physical problems. But in almost every one of these interviews we had, there was laughter. They'd been married for decades, and so they'd been through it together. And the sense to have uh, a perspective, to be able to step back a little and to laugh together at what had happened, I thought was refreshing. That's great. That's great. Very good. And the uh, second one was resilience. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, we, in order to deal with what's on uh, coming at us, and it always is, like right now, this morning, I've been talking to my son, who has four children and is a wonderful uh, Christ-honoring guy, and he just lost his job a couple days mm-hmm. ago. Uh, well, you know, this is the kind of stuff that comes at us, yeah. and um, we have to find that resilience, and to me... It's that combination of of a spiritual determination to follow the Lord and to dig deeply into His Word uh, and to uh, together be resilient so that there's not stuff between us as couples, uh, that we together are are looking for uh, strength coming from the Lord and uh, to have an open relationship. Very good. Resilience, that certainly is something that couples of any length of time need. Well, yes. you also talk about the importance of faith. Uh, why is faith so important to marriages that last? Well, you know, I, I look at all these couples that we interviewed, and, and the, the start of the book was that I, I was at church, and I was thinking about all these statements we hear about serial monogamy, marriages don't last anymore, more, nobody can stay married today. Um, and, and I looked around, and I thought, look at all these couples. Um we know them, and uh, sure, they've had tough times and so forth, but they're all married. And I looked at, uh, you know, Tyndale Publishers that I was with, and, uh, you know, Christian Today, and Moody, and uh, many churches, and I'm thinking, what, what, what's the difference? And it's faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there are so many people yeah. who have stayed married because they've said, no, we're committed. Now, it's not to say that a lot of people haven't gotten divorced. It's sad and tragic and a lot of the couples we talked to, their kids have gotten divorced, um, some of them. Yeah. But that faith ingredient, it seems to me, is powerful. Um, committing together, uh, that we're in this together and uh, we are going to follow the Lord, I think has been the key ingredient in so many of these, in a sense, all of these couples that we talk to. You bet. So um, you, you talked a couple times about the interviews. Um, to- how many people did both you and uh, Dr. Chapman interview? Well, of course, Dr. Chapman has been, you know, talking marriage with people yes. for decades. Yes. So <laughs> he has a wealth of experience. Um, and, uh, and of course, I, I've had some experience in that uh, as well, in that uh, I was kind of very involved with the launch of Marriage Partnership, which we published in Christianity Today for many years. And so, uh, there's all that background, and then uh, we sat down with uh, dozens of, of couples that have been married a long time, particularly for this book, and came up with a lot of very interesting insights from them. Good. 
That's great. Um, so you also talk about uh, having uh, the marriages that are especially in their second half continue to have adventure uh, so that they don't become discontented or even bored. Tell us a little bit more about how we can have adventure. Sure. Well, you know, uh, I use the analogy of when you think about uh, adventure in the movies, it's always with unmarried people. Mm. And uh, you've got, uh, you know, spy stories and whatever, and it's uh, man finding woman or woman finding man and all that. But old married couples, they're like old socks, you know. (laughs) They're just, you know, kind of blah. Um, And I found it interesting that uh, Paul Tournier, the Swiss psychiatrist, who was such a wise person, said, you know, marriage is an adventure. Uh, And there's a lot of aspects to adventure. And and so much of it is just the way we think about things. Um, And if we view uh, the fact that, hey, uh, life is going to be like going down rapids. Life is going to be pretty dramatic in various ways. I mean, some of the stories in this book are, you know, pretty dramatic of what people have had to experience. Um, But in a sense, it's two people together on this adventure of marriage. And uh, it needs to be more than just, okay, we're going to help each other. Uh, One of the things I think is so important is that most of, of us have children. And marriage is not just for the satisfaction of the husband and the wife, uh, marriage primarily as a structure is there to nurture uh, and protect children. And so we're on this adventure of not only, you know, doing what the Lord leads us to do, but in most of our cases, uh, helping our children and, and encouraging and nurturing them. So all of that, I think, does become an adventure. You bet. I was just thinking as you were speaking that my husband and I just got back from a mission trip to uh, Uruguay and Brazil, and that was oh. certainly a, an adventure, and uh, we're realizing, oh, we're getting older. This is much harder to, uh, to, to do the work, but it was wonderful, a wonderful opportunity to uh, not only see the mission field, but actually go out and help them, even though they didn't speak our language, which was a bit challenging. So that was an adventure for us. That's great. Yes. Um, and so many needs in the world that need adventure. Oh, my like goodness. Yourself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just the other day, we were at a, um, a banquet for Concordia Seminary fourth-year students that are going to be graduating and going on with their spouses. And uh, the couples at our table wanted to know how long my husband and I were married. And when we told them, they're like, wow. <laughs> but I, I guess it helps young couples to know yes. another yes. couple that has been married a long time, because in today's world... It isn't really that common. Now, my husband and I both had parents that were married, uh, my parents over 50 years, his parents over 50 years before they both, one of them passed away. Now all of them are with the Lord. Uh, Is that a positive thing to to allow young couples to meet people that have been married a long time? Oh, I think it's very positive. Uh, And, you know, uh, you mentioned how they respond, uh, students. Um, Andy and Phyllis LePoe of InterVarsity, uh, we interviewed them, and, and we tell a little of their story of how different they are. Mm. Um, she is very outgoing, very ex- extroverted, he introverted, and so forth. Um, but they, they made the comment, among other comments, that uh, when they say to, to students that they work with, 
that they've been married for, it's probably 35, 40 years or whatever, they, especially the women, they all start clapping. Oh, really? It's such a wonderful, you know, it's just, oh, you know, it really <laughs> So I, I think that's one of the things we're trying to do in this book is say, hey, it, it can work. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, there are some ingredients here that go into it that make it more likely that it'll work. And uh, so, yeah, I think it can be a very positive, inspirational thing to share this. Yeah, because again, so many families today, at least one of the couples come from a, a divorced family, and so they've never actually yes. seen that. Uh, yes. I love the the title, The Joys and Challenges of the Second Half. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are many challenges, certainly, but also there are many joys because you have... You do know each other better. My husband and I get along so well now, especially since he's retired because the stress is kind of off of him. And when he first retired, I'd say, who is this man I'm living with? <laughs> he's always <laughs> happy. And what can I do to help? Because I still work. Right, and, uh, right. it, it was it was kind of amazing. I never realized how much stress he was always under yes. with working. And uh, yes. uh, so that was really challenging and different. You mentioned how the differences, and I, I think that's a, a great thing to talk about. How do we make our differences in marriage an asset rather than a liability? Boy, I think that's a great theme to think about, and and the idea of celebrating our differences uh, rather than tripping over them and being angry about them, and uh, because we know that the other person is going to be very different. Um, you know, my wife and I are absolutely on the opposite sides of certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, she loves to go to a party. She loves to, you know, be out with people. I'm quite the introvert. I'm uh, the observer, as it were. And uh, so, uh, boy, if I can find a way to not have to go to my own birthday party, that would be wonderful. Um, but, hey, uh, she drags me into these situations, which end up being good. Mm-hmm. And I end up, you know, doing some things that are helpful, too. And But I think it takes perspective just to say, well, now, how are we different? Uh, how can we celebrate that rather than feel uh, pushed down from it? And uh, to leverage our differences in positive ways and to, to maybe read a little, little bit of psychology and so forth that uh, we can figure some of these things out. That's great. That's great. I have just a few announcements I want to make, and then we're going to continue talking to uh, Harold Myra uh, and uh, talking about his book, Marriage, Married and Still Loving It. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, For Better, For Worse, Maintaining a Healthy Marriage. To receive your complimentary booklet, call our response center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us that information at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address. We'll also be giving away some of uh, Harold Myra's book, Married and Still Loving It. To have your name entered into the drawing to receive one of those books, call our response center. Again, that number, 1-877-250-8416, or email us, witness2family at gmail.com. If your name is selected, the book will be mailed to you, so don't forget, again, to give us your complete name and address. Family Shield's mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel, to know Christ, grow in his word, and strengthen individuals and their families. 
Family Shield recently began the Spiritual Warriors Monthly Giving Club. All donors who give $5 or more per month will be part of this club and will be recognized annually. You can give on a monthly basis by sending a check each month, by signing up to give a specific amount at your bank, or by signing up through our PayPal account on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. You can also send comments or prayer requests to us, Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Now I want to go back to my guest, Harold Myra. He is the co-author of Married and Still Loving It. The subtitle is The Joys and Challenges of the Second Half. And uh, there certainly are many joys and challenges that we face, especially in the second half of our marriage. Some of them relate to children's challenges. Maybe they're grown children. They don't always grow up the way we hope. Uh, Can you just maybe share an example of uh, a situation in your book related to some of the challenges we face with our children? Yeah, you know, there were some really heavy ones with uh, quite a number of the couples. And, uh, and, and all of these couples were, were just wonderful parents and, and wonderful folk, but uh, s- several of them had addicted kids, mm-hmm. which was just a horrendous period of time in their lives. Uh, when you have an addicted child, seriously addicted, I mean, that is really something. And then mental illness in, in some cases. Um, there were uh, situations where... Uh, children uh, were prodigals, uh, all, all kinds of really difficult situations. And in a way, I think um, this bonded. Uh, you, you know, you what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, as a couple, going through these kinds of, of deep, deep waters. Uh, and amazingly, uh, the two couples that had addicted children, they're uh, their children are now and have been for the last 10 years uh, free of the... Oh, fantastic. Now, that obviously doesn't happen. It doesn't always happen. That's right. It doesn't always happen. But uh, but these these couples are, are thanking the Lord that their prayers have been answered, but they, they steadily helped these children. And uh, the, the one boy said to his parents, thanks so much for not giving up on me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I, I think that's what we've got to not do is give up. Yeah. Especially as we age, um, you know, we're not basically destined to just sit in our rockers, but uh, uh, to do what we can, to do what the Lord hands to us. And and I I would say in many cases uh, that has to do with our children and helping them to thrive and survive. That or our grandchildren as well, yes. And grandchildren, absolutely. And yes. I'm, I'm remembering, I don't have the Bible verse exactly in my mind, but the fact that as we go through challenges, God is refining us like gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that your comment about us growing together when we mm-hmm. go through challenges is so very true. Now, there are many other challenges that uh, marriages in the second half of uh, their life uh uh, face, but one is just aging parents. Uh, as yeah. we, you know, now my husband and I, both of our our uh, parents have gone on to be with the Lord, and thankfully they knew the Lord. But um, uh, can you just talk for a minute about some of the challenges of having aging parents? Well, and and to uh, you know, there have been some very interesting books written lately about how 
medically, we try to keep people alive way beyond what is wise, uh, written by doctors many times. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the experiences we had with our parents as, as they were passing. Our, my father, you know, spent the last six months of his life here in our home, and we had hospice, mm-hmm. and my mother had, well, all of our parents had hospice. And so I think, in a way, this is a, a tremendous opportunity uh, for us to really face reality, uh, the reality of both death and resurrection, um, and uh, to, to face up to the fact that we are mortal. Um, there's one story um, in the book about uh, a young man who had a lot of difficulties with his uh, father, and then when his dad is more than 100 years old, <laughs> they're reconciled and they're oh, lying yes. on this mattress together, and the, the aged father is, is saying, this is, this is the best time of my life. Uh, and so, oh you know, uh, I think that Jesus says that we shouldn't be anxious. And it's a lot easier to say, you know, okay, I won't be anxious. But to, to go to him and say, hey, the Lord is putting on my plate uh, uh, these difficult situations, but they're also my opportunities uh-huh. uh, to grow and deepen. You bet, you bet. Another one of the challenges that we face in the second half is sometimes uh, older couples decide to uh, move, downsize from the large home that was big enough for their children and and maybe move into uh, other smaller locations. Just a couple comments about the challenges of moving, because that has to be a challenging time. Yeah, I think many of us face that. Uh, you know, we had six kids, and so we had to have a lot of bedrooms. And right now, we're in a that house that had those bedrooms, and so we're we're facing that personally. And I think many do. And again, I don't think there are any simple answers because you look at all the uh, options. Um, but I think to to not just be passive about it, to uh, be in prayer about it. But, and also to seek wisdom from people who have been around the block to kind of take it as, okay, here's a challenge. We're going to figure out the best thing to mm-hmm, do here. Mm-hmm. And again, it's an opportunity to share prayer with a spouse because obviously whatever is going to happen is going to massively affect both. You bet. You bet. Now, another thing that I think all of us is, have faced as we have lost loved ones is grief and the grieving process. And everybody, and I know you mentioned this in the book, everybody grieves differently. And yes. and we need to be respectful of the fact that everybody doesn't grieve in the same way. But uh, talk a little bit about how we deal with grief in our marriages. Yeah, you know, uh, with some of these couples, we found that uh, they did grieve very differently. And it could be the source of some real tension between the couples. Um we uh, also quote uh, Nancy Guthrie. Uh, she and her husband lost two children, and um, you know what? One grieves one way, and the other totally different. And so you think, well, what, what, what's wrong with this uh, person? Uh, they're not feeling the grief that they should. Um, and I, I think that uh, we have to really have a, especially then, uh, a very sensitive spirit toward our spouse. Mm-hmm because um, our spouse uh, may not uh, be processing things exactly the same. And uh, so I think to have a a, a truly loving, sensitive, um, 
tender spirit toward our spouse in the face of grief, which we're all going to go through. And uh, grief is common to all, but we are all very different people. You bet. You bet. Um, I I know that as we grieve, we also uh, have opportunities to share our faith in Christ uh, with our spouses. Uh, some families, I would guess most of them that are married uh, for many years, have faith to share with their spouses. But some of them might have a spouse that doesn't believe in Christ. and um, And so just that process of sharing the hope that we have, that we know when we pass from this life to the next, we will be with the Lord in heaven, can give us that opportunity to, in a very loving way, not not in a abrasive way, but loving way, share the love of Jesus Christ with our spouse, our other family members. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And uh, authenticity, where we're not trying to you know, impose our thoughts or whatever. And and one of the things that gives me peace in those kind of situations is to say, well, Lord, I'm available to, if you want me to say something specific, Mm. whether to my spouse or to someone else who doesn't know the Lord, uh, you you open the way, because it's not my persuasive abilities Mm -hmm. that's going to make a difference here. It's your Holy Spirit. And so uh, to, to, to pray that the Holy Spirit will simply lead whatever's said in a humble way, I think is what is effective. Good. We have two minutes left, and I, I want to ask you a big question <laughs> as we end. What encouragement can you offer a young couple who is just beginning their marriage? Uh, just a, a few thoughts about that as we uh, kind of complete the program. Well, I I think marriage and uh, the sense of uh, embarking on a lifetime of commitment uh, is, is just a wonderful opportunity. And those who, who do get married in today's world um, are among the fortunate few. And to say, you know, this marriage, uh, we are committed. This, uh, this uh-huh. is a decision that we have made, and we're not going to change it. And we're going to ask the Lord to uh, bless it, and uh, we're going to follow Him, uh, and and to take it with a spirit of, hey, there's going to be tough times ahead. There's going to we're we're, we're going to have stuff happen to us that we never expected, mm-hmm. and we're not going to let that rock us off our feet. We're not going to let that um, turn us on each other. We're going to together. Uh, someone has said that you know, love is is not looking into each other's eyes, but looking together out. Um, and uh, looking at what the Lord is doing. So uh, I think it's a wonderful uh, future uh, that the Lord can give in marriage and to to approach it in that positive way. Very good, very good. My guest, again, has been Harold Myra, and uh, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Learn more about us at www.familyshieldministries.com. Don't forget we're giving away the booklet, For Better, For Worse, Maintaining a Healthy Marriage, as well as uh, some of Harold Myra's books through a drawing. So thank you so much for listening. God bless your day. 
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.